Welcome to the fourth season of Pop Culture Elevator. You might get off on the wrong floor, but it'll still be the right one. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to follow the rabbit down some deeper holes, and we might just make it to Wonderland. That's the adventure we're looking for. We will deep dive into some newer films, but also take a look at some of our older favorites. No movie is too big or too small for us to handle, and hey, we'll even have time to talk about film news and our favorite celebrities. That's why we're the hosts of Pop Culture Elevator. And passengers, we'd love for you to message us. So if you'd like to, you can reach us at a few different places. Our email is popcultureelevator at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is PCE Podcast. Instagram is at popcultureelevator. Facebook is facebook.com slash popcultureelevator. When Mark and I talk about pop culture, we have a hard time censoring ourselves. So there are spoilers. Some of these spoilers are many years old and some only a few days old. We just want you to know what you're getting into. So if you haven't seen the movie we were talking about, you might want to pause this and watch said film. This is your spoiler warning. Welcome back, passengers, to another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. Yes, today we're going to be talking about Elvis in episode 17 of season four. We're excited to rock this one out with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll say this much going in. I am not the biggest Elvis fan. Yeah, I, so don't get me wrong. I'm a fan, but I feel like it's an insult to fans to say I'm a fan. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's interesting. Elvis recorded something like 600 songs in his uh, lifetime. Um, but like almost all of those were covers of songs. Yeah. Um, or songs that other people wrote. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. We look at a lot of the pop artists nowadays that don't write their own songs. They all have uh, people writing songs for them. Um, so it's not a big deal. But like Elvis's voice was why you Elvis voice and dance moves. Uh, kind and of his sh- genre, the show he put on, because you well you couldn't also he was the only person playing this music at the time, this style right. of music because it was looked down upon. Right. As he, like lesser music. Or... He brought what they, you know, called the, the black music to the white, the white people kind of thing. You yeah. know, but like he hung, he like legitimately grew up in a black neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, and grew up, you know, with these some of these people uh that were like that were um pioneering. Yeah, pioneering genre. that sound, that genre, right? Um which I always found interesting uh, about Elvis. It's it's very interesting. This movie doesn't touch on some of the other stuff. Like it really is a love letter to Elvis. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think the, that being able to appropriate that culture is very glossed over. Yeah. Something I thought they would delve into a little bit more, even as, even as in a love letter format where it's like, you know, he's, they show him collaborating as opposed to just kind of like, because he like walks in somewhere, they show somebody playing it in a bar that he used to like peek into and he like snakes that tune and he takes it out into the world. And so that's how, that's like one way to look at it. Uh, but the other ways that he heard it and created his own style with it. Right. But the thing is, he does a lot of covers. So sure. I don't know. Just I feel like it speaks volumes, but I I mean I love his style. He's amazing, and sure. he was rowdy for his time. I mean right. he was 
That's that's what really got him going. He was a I, showman. But I also uh, think especially that, for the ladies. I was reading up on Elvis uh, and some people talking about him, of course, with this movie coming out, uh, kind of about his personal life and stuff. And yeah. I didn't catch this from the movie because uh, in the movie, I strictly remember them saying that when he met Priscilla, when he was in the army, that he was 10 years older, but she was 21 or something like that. She was 14 when but they in, met. In real life, she was 14. They got married yeah. when she was 21. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people were like, well, he's a pedophile. He's a creeper. I also want to bring up the fact that uh, in the 50s or whatever that was, 59, when it was 1950, 1960, it, that wasn't, I don't think that was as big of a deal as it was as it is now i think it was but i I still think that there were people from like the old country or whatever you want to call it i, I don't would, know that's you know that's the other thing like I but just also he was elvis uh i just don't know you know what i mean like it's one of those things where it's like I, now like if elvis was alive now when he was doing that now you'd be like oh god kind of like how yeah. some of these pop punk artists are getting a lot of trouble because they're dating their teeny bopper or striking up their teeny bopper fans uh which is gross but like i don't know yeah. it's so hard it's it's so hard it's like people talking about michael jackson and if he was a pedophile or not um i mean if he entered where he should not have entered then yes but i really think that he had missed out on childhood i don't know that's how i feel did they ever prove no anything we, there? there was yeah. that documentary that came out and then it came out that the people that talked on the documentary were actually paid and that kind of takes away from Eesh. the legitimate le- legitimacy Le- yep the the, the the maybe leg- yeah i was thinking the, the honesty the um integrity integrity thank you the integrity of the film as well so it kind of leaves me thinking because mm, some of them like recanted on their previous statement of saying that nothing happened mm-hmm. and then said it did happen for the documentary and it right. just kind of you question a lot of things. I don't want to. I've just for my whole life, I've thought that Michael Jackson just missed out on being a child. We are getting so off topic. But yeah, but what uh, we're talking about different times. Yes. Uh, and which uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that even if something happened with Michael Jackson, like that was not. It was not a different time type of thing. That shouldn't have happened no. if it did happen. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, I think with Elvis, uh, it might have just been a little bit different because you do hear about um, people marrying. Uh, at like 14 or 13 or whatever um, i don't know i'm just thinking that 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 happened more towards the 1700s and 1800s I, no because so you hear about 19th, people's but grand, i don't know no you hear about people's grandparents they married at 16 years old or whatever and, and all that so i don't i don't know i'm not well versed in that either. so maybe yeah. maybe we should just shut up about this point but sounds um good. but anyway uh so there's they skip out on a lot of kind of um some of the like maybe seedier parts of Elvis's life but they do give us the like drug-addled parts not so as, I, I thought they could have gone a little harder I was that. gonna say not as hard as they could have gone yeah they could, uh, this I mean, was we a had love letter the line, to which yeah exactly this was this was that's what this movie is it's a love letter to his music and to him and I think it did a very good job of giving us the bullet points of Elvis's life well I think it uh because you know, I didn't realize he was in so much debt at the end of his career. Yeah, you know, uh, well, I was like, because what? of uh, but, Colonel Parker. Right. And so we, he, I really feel like this is more of a movie about him 
because we are kept in the illusion as he would have desired of that everything's fine the money's still pouring in this lifestyle is okay you know every this is there's no risk is another thing that he would say especially with the vegas deal um i I really felt in that way they kept originality in this movie because Mm -hmm. if they had gone hard with the drugs then it would have been like walk the line and it would have taken away from its originality which yeah is something that stands as a point on on when i was like kind of grading this movie so there's um, some there's some stuff in this movie that i kind of find like um i, I could have taken a okay it's a two and a half hour film and two it hours and 40 minutes feels like two hours and 40 minutes at times that's what i didn't like about it um there are times where it's flying by and then it like halts really fast. And I think there's probably about a good 20 to 30 minutes that I could have taken out and been totally okay with not seeing. See, I, yeah, and I would have switched that with the relationships where, uh, you know, not to say it in a negative way necessarily, but where he's appropriating this style from his neighborhood. And uh, yeah, I was and, really- and like, oh, this is how you play, you know, this kind of lick or whatever, or... I was you know, where he's interested. actually learning and jamming with the people in his neighborhood. Like we've seen yeah. photos, like the things I would that like we... to see. How did he, how did he, like, there's, there's a part in the movie where he's looking through the window and he's like, that's BB King. Yeah. And he's like, oh man, I want to be like BB King. And then, and then like 10 minutes later, he's hanging out with baby BB King and they're getting yeah. suits together. And you're like, I would have really liked to have seen a non-montage how, version of this. How did he get into a friendship with B.B. King other than like, you know, just being a star? Just walking like, by him, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know, there have kind of been some things that I thought like they could have switched out for other things, like, or- oh, hey, you B.B. King. Even my suits together. More, <laughs> yeah. But even more uh, music, like as much as, this is Boz Lerman, right? This is Boz Lerman and, and we know yes. Boz Lerman. Is, it is- it is music heavy with Boz Lerman. And as music heavy as the movie is, it's less, it's less Elvis singing his music and more of like remixes of Elvis's oh, music. Oh, good God. Okay, so that was like, uh, I, you totally reminded me. That is the one thing that really killed this movie for me. And it's the same thing that happened to Gatsby. And of course, you know, it's Boz Lerman. But he brought in the newer age sound simply to put kids in the seats, right? Well, there were things and I'm just that... like, no, it is a time piece. Keep that well. And like, I... and that would have been times where we could have heard songs that would have separated the fans from the super fans. So I'm gonna you agree know? and disagree with you. That's where I'm gonna agree and disagree with you. I want more Elvis music in an Elvis movie. Yeah, of course, um, exactly. But also. I actually really liked a lot of the remixes. Um, well, I didn't like when they put like straight up hip hop or oh, rap the in last, the soundtrack. The song, the ending song was yeah, Eminem. And I was, was like, terrible. why do we have an you can't Eminem just, like, slap song? Em and, uh, slap Eminem in a score and it'd be gold. Like, it just wasn't good. It's Eminem, Don't burn Eminem that card with Venom. Yeah, you know, that like, wasn't good. Venom, yeah. Venom's a terrible song. I'm just going to go out there and throw it there. I, I still enjoy it, but it is not a great Eminem song. <laughs> you know um, like by any means but there were songs in this movie that i loved and I, again with great gatsby i feel like it worked for me it great gatsby the whole movie works for me it really skated the line at first i was like nope scratch it just like now uh but as i, I mean, re-watch it 
it actually fits. We have to agree that Baz Luhrmann's best movie is Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, like that's the perfect mix of like the that era music with like an older he, he story. really knocked it out of the park there. Yeah. Moulin Rouge is even like right up there with almost uh, I would say yeah, Moulin Rouge is a little bit better than Romeo oh, and Juliet. Oh god, no. Juliet is just such a good movie. Uh, it, but yeah, like which one am I gonna put on? Yeah, of course, it's gonna be Romeo and Juliet. Moulin Rouge, though, I love that movie. I do, but, I do. But I, you know, me and my scoring, like I'm gonna yeah. be like Moulin Rouge well, hey, is a little better. But I, I want to watch Romeo and Juliet. Moulin Rouge came out the same Friday that Fast and the Furious came out. Oh so wow! I took wow. Yeah, so I took uh, Sarah to Moulin Rouge. At like 11 p.m. showing, and then you and I went and saw 7 p.m. showing of Fast. I and remember Furious. that. I remember that because you had to juggle us, and yeah. I wasn't driving yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so you you yeah. had to go on a date, drop her off, pick me up, and <laughs> come and get me. And I Man, saw you're a trooper. I saw Fast and the Furious like maybe three times that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie so much. It's so good. Yeah, the How first one they, is still good, even I though it's just so the very beginning of like cool cars, like just that, cracking well, up. That last movie was so bad. Yeah. Uh, um, well, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, okay. So yeah, the music could have been better in the movie being an Elvis movie. Uh, I could have, rap didn't need to be in there, although I kind of understand uh, putting it in there because you're taking... You're taking cultural music, putting it and mixing it in there, kind of like Elvis did. Yeah, but again, I'm like, yay! You're you're bringing in the uh, perhaps music that has sprung like from his style, technically. Uh, but I again, I would much rather have heard some no name musicians that he actually did rub his style off from. Sure, like oh, in that movie, as opposed to just having like some kind of weird homage. There were transition also really with good this songs random out of place music that someone would be singing and i thought oh the whole yep. movie should be like this yeah where they're, where they're going into this and they go into a different person singing a different song like this yeah. and going into something else kind of like how they did that it was like a jolting like and it would have been really yeah cool. the contrast Yet yeah what happens is you've got what uh the johnson or whatever girl singing in the bar and then it pans down and then yes. we, that song goes away and you're like, well, wait, hold on. That and that's exactly what I'm talking about. They're really glossing bring that, over that. Bring that back. Bring that back because that would have exactly. been, the whole movie would have been cool doing a musical style like that. Because that's what I expected from the trailers. Yeah, exactly. Now, again, this sounds like pure complaints. The movie is a very good movie. It's pretty and, good. And, and, and uh, I want to talk about the actors. Yeah. Austin Butler as Elvis. Dude, okay, so... You know, one of my things on the scoring thing is, uh, is, did they cast somebody like who's made for the role? He's made for the role. He's made for oh the role. Gosh. Like he was born to play this his, role. His accent, the way he sings, yeah, the way baby. he dances, <laughs> everything was perfect. And, and when they show real Elvis at the end, and then they, sh they put Austin over on the other side, you're just yeah. like, this is Elvis. And that gave it a bump on my special effects part because when they did all the prosthesis to make him heavier, 
Yeah. Uh, looks- so at first, the very first like frame or like shot of him, I was like, because it's a full front like right. look at him, right? Sure, and yeah. like obviously his line, the eyes don't line up perfectly to look exactly like him. But then they barely pan to the to a profile, and it is I am looking at Elvis. Yeah. Like, and they transition to what you're talking about, the real footage. And I'm like, dude, that was him. Yeah. That looked just like him. Yeah. It, it just, it was, it, he was so great. Um, I was trying to like, I was like, do I know this kid from somewhere? And, and Anthony was like, oh, he did like a bunch of Disney stuff uh, on Disney. Oh uh, yeah. You should definitely know. Um, but that's, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I was looking back. It's like, after my time of watching Disney oh stuff. okay yeah i was like i don't think i've seen him in anything uh he was like uh, on zoe 101 once upon a time in hollywood so he did that was the only thing but, but i still I never, don't know i still haven't seen that the what? dead don't yeah i, still haven't seen I thought that. you ragged on me for no i have not seen it um Sorry, he was an inappropriate term <laughs> he was in yoga no. hosers yeah uh which i've seen but i don't remember him in it now i'm like i'm looking at a younger photo of him on he just looks so different as Elvis. So it, it, yeah, whatever he was. Well, he looks perfect as Elvis. Yes. Like I, but yeah, like we can admittedly say we've never really seen his other work, right? Uh, or no, noticed him until but this. I, I noticed feel like this now. is like a breakout role, I noticed role him for him. Totally right, exactly. Um, and then let's just talk a little bit about uh, the very uh, different Tom Hanks role as <sighs> Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah, we don't really have a lot of movies where tom hanks plays the sinister villainous kind of character ever i mean if anything he's playfully wicked you know evil shenanigans yeah but he's never been evil i don't think right and so i'm kind of like going through his his stuff that he's done before on imdb and i just i don't think he's ever played uh at least that i've seen a bad guy um, same and this is him playing uh i mean he's a bad boy in big because he oh, runs away from home lady kill- <laughs> lady killers oh totally i but loved not, lady killers i used to a, watch that on repeat he's not a bad guy in lady killers he's mischievous yeah and this is like he is not a great guy in this movie yeah he's just full-on greedy uh He's addicted too. He's addicted to gambling. Yeah, well, and I would say uh, he's, he's addicted just, to do a lot, but yeah. So I uh, and he's addicted to the show. Like uh, yep. he's a passion. snowman. A snowman is what they yeah. call him. So he's I totally the guy that man. Finds... He <laughs> that man. He was like into cocaine or something. Uh, but, but he's he's, yeah, he's the guy who finds people and brings them as the show. So he's like the showman, the snowman. Snowman strikes again, baby. Um. Man, he had, his grips. he had his grips in Elvis. Every time Elvis was like, I'm going to let this guy go. Well, because uh, he always brought the bigger, better deal. Right. You know, it's like, I'm going to go to this passion project. And he's like, but wait a second. This uh, this person wants a million dollar deal with you. You're going to say no to that? You do this show and then we go and play country, okay? Yep. You know, and it's just, like, he's like, you know what? Millions of dollars does sound good. Oh, God, it's just... <laughs> Oh, it, it was like, oh God, he's going to get away. He's finally going to get away. He's finally going to, and he doesn't. And it just keeps on, oh, it just sucks. And then it's just like, because of Colonel Tom Parker, he gets into drugs and. Um, oh yeah. It's like an evil Charleston, oh. Charleston Heston. 
it's just so sad. It's sad watching the decline because he's such a like you you, you watch Elvis and he's he's there for his mom. He wants he wants to like help his mama. He wants to be there for you know help his daddy. Like all this stuff. Yeah, he's then, a good boy. And he's then when a he good kid. Finally, he's like, you're fired. You're done. I'm done with you, Colonel Tom Parker. He's like, okay, here's a list of all the stuff you owe me for. And it's yeah. like three million dollars or eight, eight million, million. Eight million dollars, something ridiculous. Eight million four hundred thousand dollars, something and, like that. And you know, probably they could have gotten out of that, you know. Uh I would have I would have imagined all of his previous debts canceled would have counted as you know payment because yeah. those are that's still elvis's money right it's come it's like i mean although he does put it as but what are you going to pay me uh but uh so i feel like he could have maybe weaseled his way into some money but i really do feel like he really pulled a swindler's move there how could you i mean it's hard to imagine uh the fact that Elvis is one of the biggest American rock stars of all time, and he never played overseas. Uh, just all American boy, man. But it's he wanted to. He wanted to so badly. Uh, just hooked. He got. I mean, it's insane. You know, like Celine Dion is trapped. I guess she's played internationally though. I think but she just wants to she be stuck. Would, no, she's uh, working to pay off her husband's debt. Oh, she really had no clue. Yeah, so it's like another Vegas trap. It's That's crazy. Insane. That's insane. Um, I was really afraid for Britney Spears when she was like in that. I was like, did she get into something? You know, like because no, like when Celine Dion stuff happened dad years later. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Olivia de Jong played Priscilla Presley so well as well. Like she was just so good uh as as Priscilla. Yeah. You, you didn't it didn't. I, I, thought, just, I don't I didn't have any attachment like historically, so I just I really don't have a basis for opinion here. I also want to say this Alton Mason as little Richard. <gasps> dude, I, I love little Richard on that dude. That was so sick. I loved it. I loved it. And it, it I loved Elvis going, Oh, I want to record that. He's like, yeah. if you recorded that, you'd make more money than that kid will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man they, you know they could have gone more into elvis's movie career as well uh they just kind of like and then he made five movies and he was the next marlon brando and yeah they again just glossing over stuff. over stuff and that was and they had two hours and 40 minutes they could have totally squeezed that in again or, more or things that I would have, that more things i would have rather seen than the stuff they stuck with uh i did i so Fani and I are watching it and uh, the two guys pop up that are going to help Elvis uh, do that special. Billy? And, and we're sitting there going, I'm sitting there going, I know this guy. And Fani's like, is that Zac Efron? And then I can't get it out of my head that it's Zac Efron. And I'm like, oh, it is Zac Efron. And then I get home and I look him up and I was like, oh, it's Dak Ray Montgomery. Like, yeah, dude. Very similar. As soon as he popped up in the frame, I was like, ooh, you know, the Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio meme. <laughs> Like I, I was like I, as if I was the only person who recognized him, but I, you know, Daniel's like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome to put him in there. I, I, I love that was Dr. pretty cool. Montgomery Again, another kind of not breakout because he really broke out in Stranger Things. Yeah, but uh, like Power film wise, <gasps> I forgot about Power Rangers. Yeah. Um. So and then they, 
not that I really want to see Elvis dying, but it's like, but that's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. But like the way they do it, it's like, and then Elvis died when he was 42 years old. You know, they, that's the problem with the love letter, dude. That's the problem with the love letter is that it's, it's, it's baby proofed. I don't like it. We get whenever Val Kilmer passes and we get the Val Kilmer movie, better not be baby proof. <laughs> God, I do not want Val Kilmer taken anytime soon. I'm just saying. You, nope. You know, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. If you're going to take any more cool actors from our no, time, you're going to take somebody it. from this time. All I'm going to say about it. Um, <laughs> doesn't have to be who I said before, but somebody that is obviously new and it's like should be joining the 27 club. Oh, dude, you're like you're risking it right now by saying this like tomorrow Christopher Lloyd's going to pass or something. Oh, okay, fine. I'll shut up. <laughs> They're going to take someone like Don't me. put that evil no, out there, don't, Danny. Don't put that bad juju on me, Ricky. <laughs> don't you put that evil on me, Ricky. <laughs> um So not a, okay. So Elvis is not a perfect movie. It's not a perfect movie by any means. Is it a fun movie? Yeah, are you going to enjoy it? Yeah, is the music great? Yeah, to an yeah, 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 of course. Um, but there it's, is, he's just playing in my head now. There are still things about the movie that could be changed, and we talked about those <laughs> things. And I, I really just think it is a love letter to Elvis. Uh, again, all the actors killed it in their parts. Yes, um, you don't need to stay to the end credits unless you want to sit through rap music. Uh, yeah, which is not very good. Well, I just don't know why they wouldn't just play Elvis music in the credits, right? I, I was just thinking that it's like this guy has 600 songs, right? Like, you so, have enough <laughs> on the way on the way home. Bonnie was like, Let's put on some Elvis, and we put on like straight up Elvis music. And it's like, This is nice because we just saw the movie, and now we get to hear like the real Elvis's voice, which was actually really good. Again, I am not going to listen to Elvis on my free time. Do I respect Elvis? hell yeah for his yeah. musical like he's the reason rock music is the way it is now like part of the reason i think um you know there are other pioneers around that time that came out but i mean elvis like popularized uh the way it went and yeah i mean really music was stuck especially as far as uh, culturally and regardless of like his appropriation of it we would not have that music today right uh had he not decided to play it See, and there were like other things that I got really interested in the movie. Like, okay, talk about the the whole like uh, people not liking his hip shaking stuff, or like, yeah, yeah, they kind of glossed. I mean, they, again, I they mean, gloss they, over a lot of again. Love they make they make it the the bad boy element and endearing as opposed to like you know the struggle, like a whole bunch of struggles of him being arrested. You know, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, Again, it's two hours and 40 minutes, passengers. Uh, it's kind of... It's cruise. I want to say I recommend it uh, because it is fun and it is good. And I I don't I, I definitely think seeing it in the theater is the way to go. Um, I think you'll be missing out on some of the aspects of how cool it looks on the big screen because mm-hmm. there are really cool sequences. Um, but also at the same time, the movie's definitely not for everybody. Uh, I don't think you have to love Elvis to love this movie. No, of course not. But I think any, anybody has heard enough Elvis yeah. to like this movie. And it's because it's everywhere. How I want to put this, I really enjoyed it and I will probably watch it again. Uh, but later. 
You know what I mean? Like it'll be later when I watch yeah. it again. It's like, um, it's like Castaway. If someone, you know, it's one of those movies I'm gonna be like, I can't watch that. You know, like years later. It's like uh, it's like the the Passion of the Christ. Every Easter for me, but yeah, every Easter. <laughs> No family tradition. Every maybe yeah. every three years or so. I, I, I wish I one. wish I could get out of it. <laughs> it's too much for me on that one. Too much for me. Me too. But you know, he died on the cross for us. I could sacrifice about two and a half hours, for my Lord and Savior. Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Don't call him that. <laughs> Jim Caviezel. No, oh, man, he did. He's coming back for the sequel. So I love that guy, and especially that story you told me about Ethan play That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was on uh, his podcast. That's yeah, sweet. Uh, American Glutton. Yeah, also an anchor podcast. Uh, let's uh, your thoughts, your last thoughts on this movie. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I you know, I'm gonna sound like an echo here, but uh, I do agree. I think that this is a good movie. Uh, with my little scoring system that I have, I give it a, a right out of 70, 14 out of 20 points. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I think that the soundtrack was flawed, uh, and that they could have used those portions of the soundtrack to highlight appropriation. Um, the uh, the the jail portion of his life uh maybe a few more scenes of them propping him up on his feet uh pharmaceutically all of that i I really think that this could have been a way raunchier take as opposed to a love letter uh because i feel like there, there are tons of love letters to him you know it's kind of like i think we really wanted the real deal on this one uh the other thing uh because of uh, the soundtrack, you know, being lackluster to me, I think it took, it puts a hit on Baz Luhrmann. Uh, not that it wasn't a great flick, but was it a great Baz Luhrmann movie? That I can't say, uh, or, or won't say rather. Like, I was it good? Sure. Great. No. What? Oh, you're doing oh, the my, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did enjoy myself. I uh, it made me feel like a fan. Yeah, that's uh, a good thing way to say it. It didn't make me feel like a fan, which I which I really enjoyed. Yeah, because I, I again I walked in and and Danielle even asked me the same question. Like, are you an Elvis fan? I'm like, well, like yes, but I again I feel like it's an insult to actual fans to consider myself a fan. I like Elvis, but there are fans and super fans, and I don't even think I'm on the fan level like to qualify. Uh, as far as like we consider ourselves fans of other things in the fandom universe, like yeah, I don't I don't think I've been in as involved with mm-hmm. Elvis's career like that. So I respectfully say that you know I like Elvis, mm-hmm. um, but again, I could have dealt with more evil Tom Hanks, uh, and yeah. So again, I, I do I recommend this movie? Yes, lightly. Uh, and, but uh, they also just like I scored it at a 70 slash 10, 9, 10, whatever. I haven't really just decided how to voice that yet. But um, yeah, I mean, go see it. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's fun for the whole family. That maybe that's another reason why they kind of kept it that way is so people could watch it with their families. Um, Surprising it wasn't like a Christmas movie, you know, one of those movies that comes out like comes out on Thanksgiving or comes out on Christmas. Yeah. It did so feel kind of like that, kind of like an Ollie or a. 
you know like yes yeah kind of felt that way love yeah. letter movie yeah so but yeah again good enough uh but one of my favorite movies of the year now nah. no yeah it's it's not up there um let's uh do always drag to never this one's gonna be fairly easy all right austin butler tom hanks olivia dijon yeah, this is super easy. Uh, Tom Hanks always dragged to Austin Butler, never Olivia Dijon. Uh, just for fun purposes, I'll go always Austin Butler from now on, drag to Tom Hanks, and uh, never Olivia Dijon. Okay, okay. Just for uh, po- poops and giggles. Just to switch it around, yeah. Just switch it around because Austin, I think he'll have a good career after this. I do agree with that, especially after this movie. I, I look forward to seeing what he's doing more uh, after this. I uh, love the cover of this movie because I really do feel like I'm looking at Elvis. Oh, it'll be a really cool steelbook. Oh, you know what? The other thing was, uh, my complaint is that the logo is very Elvis, but the rest of this movie is not shiny. And oh, yeah, it should have been more Gatsby-ish. Yes, it, and that's what drew me in as well. Like I thought it was going to be like the flair of Gatsby, and it did not. Well, you know what, the, uh, so, you know what has the anyways, flair of Gatsby? What's that? Our next sponsor. Ooh. All right, passengers, let's get into the birthday news. Uh, you know how we're doing it nowadays. We're just going to go straight through and we're going to talk a little bit about some of them. Yeah. So uh, from June 26th down to July 2nd, we have Jason Schwartzman, Toby Maguire, John Cusack, Gary Busey, Lizzie Kaplan, Dan Aykroyd, and Margot Robbie. Yeah. Um, I'd like to single out uh, Jason Schwartzman for a second here. Yay. this dude pops up in so many movies so many uh and one of our favorites slackers <laughs> slackers yeah oh uh, my god i love his songs little black room and uh when he's asking her out from like the quad yeah uh i'm the kind of guy who wins <laughs> oh i could give you a nickname no i'm not laser laser Dave, but also you know of course all of the wes anderson films that he's in yeah scott pilgrim oh god scott pilgrim yeah as uh as uh the last evil x yes uh gideon 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 graves yeah dude uh love me some jason schwartzman uh i i I rarely Uh, miss a movie of his i'm going blank on the band his band uh, well, he used to be in. He was the drummer yeah. for um, California. Yeah. Uh, Phantom Planet. Phantom Planet. Yes. Okay, cool. Phantom Yay. Planet. I was thinking like. Haven't ocean, lost those brain cells yet. Ocean Planet. <laughs> That's just the OC message. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then let's also, uh, who do we say? Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Oh, I love Dan Aykroyd, man, looking back at his career, like he's done some really prominent movies. Yeah. But not a lot of movies. Right. Especially with like his involvement with the occult. Like I would think he'd be way more involved in scary movies. Or just like involved more with movies in general. Like he does a lot of producer stuff. But like as far as acting, like it's he wrote he wrote more than he acted. Yeah, which I appreciate because I I do. I want tons of things coming out of this guy's mind. I mean, the reason that we got Ghostbusters Afterlife was the the involvement of Dan Aykroyd just being gung-ho for it. Yeah. Um, He's wanted that for years and years and years to do a Ghostbusters 3. 
and I'm sure he's going to be a big part of four and the cartoon that's going to come out on HBO Max and all that stuff. Yay. So um, anyway, I, I, you know, I love Dan Aykroyd. Um, of course, Ghostbusters being probably my all-time favorite uh, movie. Um, and thank you for the House of Blues. Without oh, you, it would not exist. Exactly. And in in his, his Crystal Skull Vodka. Oh, I haven't had that. It's good, huh? Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah. You know, but in, in just the Blues Brothers in general. What a great movie. Yeah, exactly. The first one. The second one's okay. First one's... As sequels go. Amazing. Um, let's. I guess let's just... Happy birthday to our celebrities. Yes, happy birthday. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So thank you. So let's go into the news. Uh, we just said it's Margot Robbie's birthday, right? On July 2nd. And uh, talking about Margot Robbie, of course, she's going to be in the next uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh, she's supposed to be taking place of Johnny Depp. Well, there was a rumor that came out today that Johnny Depp signed a $301 million deal with Disney to do Pirates of the Caribbean for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. um, and now he just came out a few hours prior to recording this saying that that is untrue. He's gung-ho about not doing the Pirates movies because of what Disney did to him. Yeah, um, I think that he's totally right. I mean, he's they abandoned him at someone's claim you know right. and i'm sorry but again like i'm going to say it over and over again where i do not remember a single story of johnny depp being like abusive or doing anything crazy like that um uh, like when we we're come when we we're growing up not like he never popped up in the news for anything scandalous and then all of a sudden we're just supposed to believe the first claim that comes out well, you know, it, unfortunately, that is just the way that it has been for the Me Too movement is it's, yeah. uh, it's guilty before proven innocent. Um, and I think that that Disney is now suffering the consequences for taking that, I mean, that route. And the, uh, the thing is, you put Johnny Depp in that movie and that movie is going to make money. Uh, and that's why they want him. And, and putting Margot Robin there, it's still going to make money, but it's not going to make as, money, as much money as putting Johnny Depp with margot robbie you know what i mean yeah like yeah. give us like uh jack sparrow finding either his I mean, you could go either way with this because johnny depp still looks young enough to be able to play this part but you could either go johnny depp's jack sparrow had a daughter and that's yep. margot robbie yeah or margot robbie could play a little bit older or he could play a little younger well, and i think love that's interest. what would happen with margot robbie regardless uh i think that that's how she's able to take his place by being his daughter or, but, but, but they could do love interest. They could, and I. Would, I like the love interest angle better. I could see that. I don't want to see a female Jack Sparrow. Same. Uh, I want to see someone playing. Not that it's not possible. It's just right. that you can you can come up with another awesome captain. Right, but what I'm saying, like, I don't need her to be like Captain Joanna Sparrow. And right. She's all she's all exactly. flowy and crap. Yeah. Like it would be more fun to see Jack Sparrow act opposite, you know, like she's, she's still maybe got his sensibilities. There's only one Jack Sparrow. But you know what I mean? Like we don't have to have them both running, you know, like, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, like Christian, Richards. <laughs> right. Exactly. Christian Bale is now saying he'd come back as Batman as long as uh, Nolan directed the Batman movie. I would love to watch that. I mean, um, don't get me wrong. Is he the, my favorite Batman? No, but I liked it. I'd watch it because it's Batman and because I've seen the previous films. As I've gotten farther away from the Nolan trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, 
um, it feels less about the Dark Knight to me than than it is about the characters around the Dark Knight. Uh, um, kind of. I just like the realism. Uh, right, of, but then of his that's uh, like saying I like nature. the realism of the newest the Batman. Um, I I still um, I do like that, <laughs> but I still want I want another Batman that's not real. Uh, I want my comic book Batman back. I want Affleck or a Affleck-like film. Uh, but we're getting that regardless, aren't we? Or are we not? It's up in the air. Because I'm like, hey, if you want to give me multiple Batman movies a year, I'm happy with that. If you want to give me different universes, right? Yeah. Like, we're at the point where we can have different universes happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, and come on. And WB, you need, a, you need a new guy. You need something. <laughs> you need something. Like, with this whole Ezra Miller thing happening, oh, I mean, they're kind of like... Dying I've never right seen somebody or a company bent over the barrel so bad as the way Ezra Miller has done them. Oh, it's bad. It's it really is so bad. terribly bad. There's that rumor right now that <gasps> the Flash is going to go straight to HBO Max and not have a um yeah. But then I feel so bad for Andy Muschiati, the director who did both It movies fantastically. Yep. Um, and he has to deal with this. Like that's unfair to him. Like this is a stupid actor being stupid, but it's also like you can't spend another uh, stupid millions amount of money to put someone else and reshoot these things. Well, so yeah, I just think that's completely uneconomically unfeasible. Someone said here, are like the few things you can do: you can put a new actor in and reshoots. You could put a new actor in digitally, like they did with um, Tig Notera in Army of the Dead. But she had such small scenes, she didn't need to be on set with everybody else. Whereas putting someone digitally into the Flash, who's a main character, just sounds like it will look bad. What if they like digitally made his instead of it being like the mask that he has, where his like mouth and his eyes are exposed? What if they gave him like a, a helmet? Yeah, and that's that's another thing you could like a maybe Spider-Man do. type helmet. I think at this point, and then give uh, him a different voice. <laughs> at this point, no. At this point, you film a different ending, and you have Wally West come in, and he's the new Flash. Or you have uh, Ezra Miller get stuck somewhere in like in a different timeline, and like Grant Gustin from the TV series. Thing is, is I don't want Ezra to get anything any more like a limelight you know what no, i mean like no, he you're already right, has his money right you could so you could put someone in there and digitally recreate him in like i don't know the point Dude. is is that all of these ideas are economically unfeasible and the money would the movie would not make money the movie is gonna after Tank all the regardless, stuff that, it's already losing money the, as ezra miller if if the people that's the other thing. I'm seeing the news because I look at that news. But I'm not seeing a lot of it on the news. Like yeah, WB has talk a about it. really good job of keeping Ezra Miller under the radar. Radar of like normal people. Yeah. So maybe it's not affecting other people and it's just affecting the nerds who are reading this stuff. I don't know. Like, are people going to boycott Aquaman 2 because of Amber Heard? Because I'm still going to go see No, they it. took her out. They did not. It was oh, I thought they took her out. They keep talking. Uh, it's rumors, man. 
Until WB <sighs> comes out and says they've taken her out. I thought they did. I'm sorry. No, WB, uh, it's rumors. It's all like grain of salt, like people coming out and saying, oh, they did this. But well, this is another Ezra Miller thing where it's like uh, unfeasible for them to go back and reshoot it. Although I'm not going to. I'm totally. She's in it for what, 10 minutes? I'm going to see Aquaman 2. I'm going to see The Flash, regardless of who's in it at this point. So there are people who will boycott, but Ezra Miller's still getting his money. Amber Heard yeah. is still getting her money. Johnny Depp is still getting his money from Dumbledore. They're all still getting their money, regardless of you boycott or not. They've been done paid. Anyway, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd see, a, I'd see a Christian Bale Batman again, but it's not on the high of, top of my list, and it's probably not going to happen because Nolan got his, <laughs> Ooh, way on track there. But yeah, uh, Nolan got his trilogy that he was happy with, and he's not really a person of going backwards. I don't think Nolan's done sequels to anything but the Batman movies. Yeah, but I could totally do with another. Uh, you know, like after the uh, was it Nightfall Protocol? Oh, like if you got Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon Levitt, like coming back and playing Robin this time around. Yeah, uh, That'd be sweet. And then maybe like Batman comes back to help him. Uh, I'm totally in for that. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I don't know. I still want a really comic booky uh, Batman, like <laughs> something less. I wanted to, but I think that regardless, that's going to come out. Like somebody's gonna make that movie someday. Not like super comic booky. Not like Batman and Robin comic booky or Batman yeah. Forever comic booky, but like comic booky. Um, speed of comic books. Wesley Snipes apparently wrote two Blade Four sequel scripts after Trinity. Oh, like wouldn't you have wanted to see a Blade Four written by Snipes? No. Who wants to see such a thing? Yes, I want to see that. I'm, so bad. I'm all about. <laughs> uh was it marshall ali is that the guy playing uh blade in the new movie uh, i'm not sure um Marshala, marshall ali i'm pretty sure that's his name but i'm i'm gonna i'm probably uh i'm probably screwing it up at this point um maher mahershala mahershala ali ah mahershala ali. i knew i was saying it wrong um anyway uh i i uh i'm excited for that he'll be yeah. a, he'll be a good blade um i really do think he will but you know if someone said to me hey snipes is coming back i'd be like oh hell yeah i'd be yeah i would even i would love a sequel to demolition man i would <laughs> i want simon phoenix back dude i would watch anything wesley snipe does wasn't there a Demolition Man too? But if it did, if it did, it didn't have him and or them. Sylvester no, Stallone. there was rumors that they were making one. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, if that came out and I didn't see it, I will literally kick myself. Twenty twenty three marks the thirtieth anniversary of the original movie. I'd, I'd watch it. Wait, John Spartan, that's... No, that's it. That's Simon Phoenix. It's totally it. Yeah. Great White Buffalo. Um, anyway, uh, that'll do it for our birthday and news. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. <laughs> okay. 
Hey, Mark, today's sponsor is Graceland's Graceland Garage Tours. <laughs> what? Are we talking about a tour of Elvis's house or a tour of his garage? Yes. Actually, it's a recreation of Elvis's home in Grace's garage. <laughs> well, that is very strange, but to each their own. For our passengers, Grace is doing a buy one, get one free ticket offer. Just tell her Pop Culture Elevator sent you. Thanks, Graceland Graceland Garage Tour. Thanks. All right, passengers, it is time for the new and improved elevator pitch, where we are making either a reboot, a remake, or a sequel to a movie or franchise. This time around, Mark's doing it. Last time I did it, so... Uh, let's go ahead and roll the dice really quick on our dice roller here. All right, Mark, you are getting a sequel. Oh, okay, yay! All right, and here are your movies. Roll your three. Did we do four movies, right? Four, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I feel like I know exactly what you're going to do. <laughs> All right, you can either do a sequel to John Tucker Must Die, Teen Beach 2, ex Existence, or it's the Z, the X and the Z, ex Existence, or a sequel to Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I choose a sequel to John Tucker Must Die. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so a sequel to... You say Army of Darkness? Army of the Dead. Oh, oh! Zack Snyder. <laughs> Army of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my my face is like totally all donuts. Just it's like great circles. because these first two times we've both gotten <laughs> movies that we've been like, it would be cool if a sequel. Oh, gosh, yeah. Now I'm trying to remember the sequel that I had imagined. Uh, Although Army of Thieves was awesome. Right, but that's a prequel. So now you get to do a sequel. So uh, while you're okay, thinking- Okay, so the okay. daughter is the only one that survives, right? Yes. Okay, so- Oh, and, and the, the other dude, the friend, he starts turning into a zombie. Right. Yeah. So nobody survives. Right. Um, so so I like the idea. Of her going back to uh, what does say Takeda, the, the casino owner. OK. Uh, and she's for one hunting him down. Uh, well, it's kind of like this. It is. It's a hunting down, but it's more like she wants more to help out her like charitable cause that she was or not charitable cause she was trying to help families get out of the zone and all that stuff and now that the zone is evacuated she wants to help out with well what happens next because like yeah they pay a whole bunch of money they give all their money to get out of this like favela or concentration camp essentially mm -hmm. and then what do they do next so she's uh she's trying to be a savior like kind of like a superhero of these people she goes like to police like wherever they've gone next because it's really hard to find a living space in the uh you know end of times so they they have a community and she goes to help them out and she's like their protector but she's like they're all on strained time strained times and so she's like my only play here is to go after takeda 
God, I can't remember his actual name uh, in the movie. Um, but yeah, so uh, she goes after him and like threatens him. But essentially they come to an arrangement where she works for him. She works for that community. He gives them security uh, forces uh, to help create like a town, uh, more of a town. And Tanaka. Tanaka, thank you. Uh, is his real name Takeda? Nope. Okay. It, it's Sonata. Oh, they, okay. I'm like, Hiro, Hiro, Hiroyuki Sonata. Oh, okay. And he plays uh, Bly Tanaka. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so, and then, uh, so it's like a, it's like a bloodbath because like people just think that she's this there to like attack him, uh-huh. but really she's trying to get to him to deal with him, and so that it's this whole thing that he's just afraid that she wants revenge for her father's death slash all of his friends and people that cared for her when she was younger, uh, but alas she just wants to do what's right and move on but she's plagued by her father's death so the whole time she's like wanting to kill him but also like well my dad was who he was at the same time so she's really conflicted the whole way it'd be cool if they uh if while in that they could bring uh batista back by being like a character in her head yeah, well, yeah, it's kind of what I was saying. Like, she's haunted by the yeah. image, so, like... Kind of like he, they did with uh, Skeet Ulrich. In, yes! In yeah, exactly. He talks to her, like, you should kill this guy, you shouldn't kill this yeah. guy. Uh, like, weighing out who she kills, totally. Um, I also like the idea of them having, like, found a cure from one of the zombie brains that they found. That'd be kind of cool. And so, like, they don't really come back, like, totally human. They still look like a zombie, and kind of want to be like a zombie but they at least have like intel like their faculties back as far as intelligence is concerned kind of how uh book of the dead is it book of the dead was that the one land of the dead land of the dead land of the dead uh made them they were like going back and doing their old stuff like being gas station attendants or working at the yeah they went back back into their old routines yeah although like what i liked about army of the dead was that the zombies did kind of have their faculties about them though like there were the heads. They were commanded. They, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I'd watch that. I, I, I think we would have different thoughts about the sequel, which is great. That's what the whole thing of this is. It's come out. With I just don't ideas. have a fresh watch in here, otherwise, I'd have so many better, so many better ideas. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's our new and improved elevator pitch, which I really, really like. Yeah, I really like it too. It's uh, a little bit more nerve-wracking too. Yeah, it's a little different, uh, especially, you know, like you're only getting these four movies and you got to figure it out. What, like, what about that one time, like the only movie you know is like The Diary of Anne Frank? You know what? <laughs> I, this might like take like the spontaneity out of it, but what if we like pick the four movies ahead of time, but really the spont- spontaneous part is the dice roll? No, nah, like I like, still like this. I still okay, like cool. this. Until, okay. until this becomes tedious enough like the last one did yeah uh, i'll keep this for a while especially want to see what other people come up with whenever we get guests on the show i like that i do need to get more guests on the show yeah we need to talk to taffeta yeah yeah get her on the show i'd like to hear her uh reboot remake or sequel yeah soon we'll be doing our uh jay and solid bob strike uh yeah strike back and we'll get uh lance the sausage smuggler to do his (laughs) 
reboot re- remake sequel elevator pitch so yeah yeah thank you for listening to pop culture elevator we love you passengers and remember if you want to contact us you can reach us at popcultureelevator at gmail.com instagram at popcultureelevator twitter at pce podcast and our facebook page www.facebook.com slash popcultureelevator thank you again for listening we will see you next wednesday <laughs>